you know, as an adult, I thought my days of punishment would be behind me. I, I was a bit of a raucous child, right? You know, I, I had my, uh, my fair share of run-ins with my parents. I had an older brother to thank for that. But as an adult, like, I, I should be able to self-police myself, right? I should be able to impose penalties against myself should I do something wrong. And if not, just like these poor schmucks that you described, Brian, in the, in the D&D campaign who find themselves on the short end of the stick, it, it should be Darwinism. It should be survival of the fittest. Uh, the weak should be weeded out. We're going to get into this with the toast, but I take exception to the fact that I'm to be judged by some bullshit speed limit going through a toll booth at the George Washington Bridge. The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war, there is only dice and pipes. Welcome back to the Warhammer edition of the Dice and Pipes podcast. I'm Chris. Along with me is our beautiful, lovely host, Brian, back from the dead with his glasses from Nolens. Brian, how are you? I think my glasses are too tight. You fuck. Come on, stop. My it. nose pillows oh. are hurting me. And, and you know the sad thing? If you bring that to the eye doctor and tell them that you need an adjustment, they'll probably keep them for months. I know. I got to live with it. Yeah, I think you're like beat. Headache. Are are they the type of glasses that are very pliable? Like, can you yeah. move them around right, so they can like twist and bend? A little and... bit, yeah. That's why I got these. So these they... are the exact same model I had last time. Oh, okay. For right. three years. Yeah. So no change. Right. Why change? Why right. fix what's broken? Right. No. Exactly. Why fix what's broken? A broken clock is right twice a day. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. That's sure. That's an, that's an expression. We're running with it. Uh, you can follow us on Dyson Pipes. No, you can follow us at Dyson Pipes on Twitter, Reddit. Fuck me, on dude. Dyson Pipes. Dude, what are we two minutes in? On Dyson Pipes, when you fuck up your words, you find yourself in a roll to drink situation. Fuck. Here on the Warhammer side of things, uh, as always, we'll be rolling two dice with a difficulty of four. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. Can I add them together? If I add them together, I got four. Dude, it is the curse <laughs> of twos. Two dice. I roll two twos. There you go. The voodoo is coming for me. The voodoo. Who do you voodoo, bitch? Oh, my God. Look, we're going to get into a very, very sore and sensitive topic for me uh, when we get to the toast. It's just, it's fucking frustrating. It's frustrating. Whatever, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I'm very happy that you're back. I'm very happy that we are uh, back to recording. Yes, thank you. I'm happy to be back. Yes. Um, I think we should point out to people that we will be wrapping up uh, the Warhammer campaign we just finished a good spot to break um to end chapter one as it were uh for the d uh, for the war now mm -hmm. yeah, good two with the four nice work <laughs> good you fucked yourself here uh-huh i got one success okay good very good at least you're not drinking soapy whiskey <laughs> 
think, uh, I think that was the coronavirus. Ooh. Have you found that every single time you see a news report about the coronavirus, they show you the actual molecular structure? Of this coronavirus, which is a stock image of molecules. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, first of all, I don't get, you're never going to see that in real life. Like, why are you fucking showing that to me? It could look like a duck for all I care. Like, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. That doesn't scare me. I don't understand what that's supposed to be. It's fucking scary. rubber ducky. You're the one. Make bath time so much fun. <laughs> I wish I had my slide whistle. Doodly doo. Uh, wow. So we did just finish up um, a good spot to stop for Wrath and Glory. That's correct. And you're not going to notice a change for at least probably a month. Um, and we ended on a module. So that should be fun. Uh, we actually are halfway through it, I believe. Uh, well, at the time of this recording. Correct. Correct. Right, right, right. Um, and then we're going to start Shadowrun. Uh, and for those of you who are enamored and in love with the Wrath and Glory campaign, uh, tough shit. Yeah. But we'll come back to it. What, what I will tell people, if there Ooh. are people listening to this and, and they hear the campaign and they're like, wow, that actually seems like a pretty decent like role-playing system, I would, uh, I would advise, I would strongfully, strongly? Strongfully? Fuck. Dude, this is a product of fucking being drunk last night, and then oh, I got fucking <laughs> fucker. <laughs> I would strongly. <clears throat> so, oh, what do you use? Uh, okay, I would strongly advise against it. Not that I, I think. Macho, macho man. <laughs> I got to be a macho man. <laughs> Macho, macho man. Are you catching flies? I'm trying to do the beat. Oh no, you got it. Nailed it. Um yeah, anyway, I would I would advise against it. I, I would find something else to play. Yes. Right? I think that's fair to say. I, like the I the said, game mechanics suck. The campaign is fun. Um, you know, the storyline that you've created is is great. But the uh the I don't know, the game mechanic I, sucks. The book sucks, everything sucks. Today marked the first time since we started this show, I was not looking forward to gameplay. If it, now it's starting to feel like a chore. Yeah, and to this day, we still had to double check the rules on something. Yeah, and and we did we we had a discussion after we were done recording. I think this game system, obviously, people understand that it's just you and me here. I I, I think the game might be a little better served if there were multiple people. So if there are people out there that are playing this, I mean, kudos to you. If if you're trying to run like a one on one campaign, um, yeah, this this isn't the one. I would find something else. Yeah, so you can look forward to Shadowrun, and uh, we will come back to this one day. Um, yeah, well, the story is is still ongoing. Yeah. I, I just think we almost have to homebrew it if we come back. So we're going to have to put some thought into it and figure out something else. Yeah. So look forward to uh, Shadowrun. All we do know, for a little teaser, is going to be taking place in New York City. Yes. In the sixth world. On the fifth day. On the eighth floor. Of the fourth month. I love the lore, by the way. Yes. Love the lore. Uh, so, But we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that. We'll get there. Um <coughs> As far as today goes, today. I just want people to know that I'm smoking some Reiner Gold, Ooh. blend number 71, out of my Savinelli Veneri, and I'm drinking 1792 Fool Proof? Yes. Nailed it. How about you? You have a mighty long pipe. It's yes. almost as long as my Bacchus pipe. I have, I have my Barasini, uh 
Oof. Excuse me. That was a that was a bad one. Yeah, it was deep. C ten three oh three, my church warden. Uh right now my favorite pipe. Uh and I have some Orlick uh golden sliced, which uh I like. It's uh it's very easy to smoke. Mm. And I think the cooling factor of the long the long slender neck uh I gotta helps. get a church warden. You got one right there. Can I see it? Yes, yes. Here, give me a seizure. There you go. Almost, almost as long. Yep. Oh well, yeah, almost, almost. Much there. bigger bowl. You could you could pack some yeah, large can, flakes in that son of a bitch. Pack that mighty. I like it like this. There we go. Oh my god. Okay. So look, I I, I got to jump right into the. Uh, oh shit. I got to jump right into the toast. You okay? No, I'm 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 actually I'm very stressed. I want everybody to uh, to raise their glass, please. Oh, okay. I, I want them to join us mm-hmm. in this toast. One thing that I despise more than anything else on this fucking planet. The YTPC. Two things <laughs> that I despise more than life on this planet. Um, dude, Big Brother drives me up a fucking wall, okay? Your Big Brother? No, my my big brother's all right. Okay, big brother in general. Oh, the, the government eye. The big, yeah, yeah, the man. All, yeah, yeah, with capital letters. Yeah, right. Yeah, the man, the man. Well, the fucking man. I don't want to assume the government's gender. You never know. You think people are getting sick of that joke? Yes, yet? I'm sure they are. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just like this country. Anyway, um, look, I have an issue. Well, first, let me state this: I I, I have my Easy Pass suspended. You kidding? I have my Easy Pass suspended. Oh no! What happened? The speed limit at the toll booth for the GW Bridge is 25 miles an hour, and I decided to go 28 miles an hour. And because of that, I did it twice in whatever two period. days. <laughs> it might have been two days. Um, I did it twice within a certain time frame. Like they had sent me a notice in the mail. They said if you do it again, uh, there will be repercussions. I did do it again because I was like, "Fuck you and your government oversight." And I went through this time at like 31 miles an hour. And they were like, oh, yeah, fuck me. No, fuck you. Uh, your Easy Pass, not only your Easy Pass, but all of your Easy Pass accounts are suspended. So in, in punishing me, I punished my wife. Now she can't use her Easy Pass. Dude, they suspended my fucking Easy Pass for two months since February 10th. My wow. e- no, I'm sorry. January 10th, my Easy Pass was suspended. So I'm finally, by the time we launch this episode, the day after, if you listen to this on launch day, the day so after, tomorrow you can use your Easy Pass. Tomorrow now. I'll be able to use my Easy Pass. Two so, fucking months. So not only do they now, luckily for me, they switched the toll booth over to uh, there's no toll anymore. So the, it's toll by mail. If you don't pay no tolls, you don't eat no rolls. Garlic rolls. We're men. We're men in tights. We roam around the forest looking for fights. <laughs> I'm feeling very jubile. Yes, you are. Jubile? <laughs> Jovial, you mean? Jubile. Ju- yeah. Jubile. Jubilant is the word. Jubilant. Jubilant is the word, Alex. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. What did you do? Well, I failed. Okay, good. But I got an exalted ah. on my dice. Oh, no. So we'll save that. You, you don't want to drink together? Nope. What's the fucking difference? You're a dick. So I go through the fucking booth three miles an hour over, and I get my shit suspended. 
And now the problem is, if you have Easy Pass, it's like eleven dollars off peak. But now they're charging me fucking sixteen, and I take that goddamn bridge every day. Right. So, like, just give me a fucking fifty dollar fine. So instead, they're charging me like over a hundred dollars. It's costing me over a hundred bucks, and now I have to be like hyper fucking vigilant. You, you know the other thing that aggravates me. So before they switched over to the stupid fucking like no pay toll, they still left the toll booths there. But now you can just drive through. They take a photo of your plate, and then they mail you right. if you don't have Easy Pass. They're gonna mail you the bill. If you do have Easy Pass, they just deduct it from your account. Of course, I have Easy Pass, but I've been told that if I try to use it, every time that I use it, they're gonna hit me with the fifty dollar fine. So you had to remove it from your car. So I had to take it out of my car. I had to take mine and my wife's Easy Pass out of the car. So now here, here's the frustrating thing. The, the toll booths are still there. There's just nobody working the toll booths. The speed limit went from 25. I swear to God, they did this just to me. The speed limit went from 25 miles an hour down to five. Now, I'm sorry. If you're listening to this in your car, I don't care if you're in the middle of a fucking highway. I want you to slam on the brakes. I want you to do five miles an hour and see how fucking painful it is to do five <laughs> miles an hour. And at what point am I supposed to engage in this five mile an hour? Is it from the point that I can see the sign? Is it the physical structure of the booth? Right, from like end of cement to end of cement. Wh wh where's the line? There well, are no lines there. Now, to be fair, they did warn you. Oh, so you, I see what you're doing. So you're part of the government. You're part of the problem. Well, it, I mean, driving isn't a right. It's a privilege. Wow. Driving isn't a right. It, same thing with everything. Electricity, that, that's not a right. right. No. Right. I do. It, it, it is a right for me. I should drive. <laughs> for me, it is a right. Listen, they gave you a warning, and you chose to supersede that warning and travel through the, in my opinion, at an unreasonable speed. Three miles an hour over. Unreasonable. Highly dangerous. Who's getting hit in a lane that collects Easy Pass? If you go five miles an hour, nobody. There's no people. No, well, apparently, if you do five miles an hour, you can kill somebody. Case in point, uh, the person who got their <laughs> head crushed by a fucking float like a retard. That was like two miles an hour. So If they're going five, we would have been good. Too fast. Uh, by the way, the solution to pe so people don't cross in between the tandem floats anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just put a little, a little barbed wire. A wall. Yeah, Connect dude. the floats with a little wall. Yeah. It's not that hard. A little vinyl wall. They anyway. had that on the subway system, right? They have those little like chain yes. fucking fences on the side. Just put that. Nope. No tandem floats. Um, yeah. So they warned you. You did not heed the safety warning. And now they're letting you know that they're taking the safety of everyone on the road as paramount. At... At a toll booth that there are no pedestrians. Like, but what, at the time, there were. But No, there weren't because it was the easy pass lane. Nobody's walking through that. You don't know. Somebody might be I've checking. I've never seen anybody walking through that. Somebody might have thrown a flag, and now they're reviewing the footage. So they're going over to the camera to but, review the footage. But then close the lane. They have the fucking, like, the, the green light, red light They above would, it. but you were going too fast. They couldn't close it in time. Three miles an hour over. Too fast. Can't close the lane. Just Look at this. Can't Look shut at it this down. speed demon. Fucking, <laughs> I'm a maniac. He's a maniac, maniac on the floor, and he's dancing like he never danced before. Maniac, maniac, I don't remember that guitar solo yeah, yeah, yeah. in Maniac. That I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it. Uh, it's a live pickup. Now I don't know if this is 
like an overall Easy Pass thing, or if this is a uh, if this is a New York thing, because New York dude is insufferable when it comes to everything, everything, everything. especially everything driving. They, I saw that they wanted to pass legislation that if you have sixteen, and I am not guilty of this, I I, I don't do this shit, but if you have sixteen camera violations, so if you ran a red light or if you were speeding, if you have sixteen of them, they want to suspend your driver's license. How do I know it was you driving? They, they don't know, but they're going to suspend the license of the registered owner of the vehicle. So basically saying that you should be responsible for the person who's driving your car. Here's my problem with this, okay? Here's my problem. Number one, um, the people that are driving their cars, nine out of ten times, those are people that actually work. Like yeah. they're driving into the city because they have a fucking job. So the city is okay with this whole bail reform thing. I just saw an article of this guy who'd just been arrested for like the 142nd time. He's out. That's okay. But me, where I have to go to fucking work to put food on my table for my family to eat so I could pay for the privilege of electricity, you know, you're going to suspend my driver's license if I have X amount of fucking violations. Well, see, that, I believe, is a government overreach into a privilege. They're overreaching into my privilege. Yeah, because like the easy pass, that's not a government institution. What pri- are we talking about my male privilege? Yes. That's what the They're privilege They're taking is. umbrage with your male privilege. Umbrage with the privilege. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the camera violations, like, unless there's a fucking cop pulling me over and identifying me by my driver's license, you can't, if you can't assume my gender, you can't assume I'm driving the car. Exactly. But they're just doing it to the registered owner. But that's, that's not right. No, it's not right. But they're just saying then you should be responsible for your car. Like, I understand why you're getting the summons. I just don't agree with the, the violation, the summons right. in general. You know, yeah. well, what about the the novel idea that they have in New York City where they wanna mm. they wanna impose a tax on people that drive within certain blocks? Yeah, that's good. I like that. You like that? No. What if you have to drive through that every day for work? Like, why Did am I gonna do? pay a fucking toll? Yeah, I'm not paying that. Uh, take a drink. You've set a fucking timer. <laughs> you are a fucking creep. That's so weird. Don't turn this shit into like Pavlov, where every time now I hear that sound, I'm going to have to drink. That is the one skit that I do remember seeing from The Office with Jim and Dwight. The Altoids? Yeah, which is My very funny. So, <laughs> it just tastes so bad. Mint Dwight? Yeah. Um, it's just anything that they can do to nickel and dime you. I can understand. I always thought that there was a, a, like, a like a leeway. The speed cameras in New York City... They're mainly on streets that are 25, and they will give you the leeway to go up to 35. So that was my understanding. If the speed limit at the toll booth is 25, I should be able to go up to 35. What does the word limit mean to you? It means a soft limit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a soft It's a soft cap. Gotcha. It's not a hard cap. It's a soft cap. But why wouldn't they just designate that then? But okay, then let me ask you this. When you get pulled over by the cops, right, uh-huh. for speeding, don't they have... It, it, don't they have like a little what's what's the word that they use discretion some leniency some leeway yeah in issuing you it, yes <laughs> issuing what the fuck of course I fail which one's the wrath dice oh it's always the the bigger die oh I they look like the same dice I thought you were trying to be cute with me no 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 okay yeah, yeah, all two. right all right I believe Fucking you judgy you're like the government you're ready to penalize me for something I didn't even <laughs> do but you did it. Barely. <laughs> Barely. It's like when that girl was 17. Oh. Whatever. Um, Age is just a number, man. <laughs> oh, boy. 
my point being is that if a human being pulling me over for speeding has discretion to either just not give me the ticket at all, mm-hmm. or, dude, there have been plenty of times when I was younger, and I, I had a fast car. I would drive like an asshole. I'd been pulled over doing maybe 40 or When you were younger? What are you trying to say? No, nothing. Just I wasn't sure I heard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was younger with the fast car. Right. That was my qualifier. I don't have a fast car now. I still drive like an asshole, but... <laughs> <laughs> like for for example, I don't know what it was. Like I wanted to get home yesterday after working um, in Jersey, and I was doing almost 100 miles an hour, <laughs> 287 for no reason whatsoever. Like where am I going? Yeah. I, I went home to have a drink. That's it. That that was my motivation to get home. I, I don't know. Anyway, so all right, so whatever. I speed. It is what it is. Allegedly, I don't want it. And you get to, punished once in a while. It's all right. It happens. Where's the discretion? I just I want a little discretion. The discretion is they didn't fucking take your car. No, they well first of all they legally can't take my car. You never know. Who knows what these fucking easy pass guys can do? They are maniacs. I know one thing. Yes. As soon as I approach that toll booth after what happened to you, I fucking every time I slam on the brakes, I put on my hazards and five miles an hour it is. Yes. Not a not a not a not a foot. A mile an hour over. No. No, as a matter of fact, you almost get to the point where you come to a complete stop yes. at the toll booth where yes. people start losing their minds behind you. <laughs> so now I'm curious. I'm going to get my Easy Pass back tomorrow. Well, I'm sorry. I have it. I'm yeah. going to be able to use my Easy Pass right. tomorrow. Okay. How long before I get another notice in the mail? The day after. <laughs> Let me ask you this then. If you don't have Easy Pass and I go through that toll booth, a five mile an hour toll booth at 40, what, what are they going to do to me? They're going to tell me I can't drive to, through the toll booth? I'll fucking take my license plates off of my car. That's my next move. I'm just going to drive with no license plates. And if I get pulled over, I'm going to be like, I didn't know that. Somebody stole them. Oh, so weird. I'll play that game. Yeah. Like, fuck you and your tolls. Fuck you, government. That's right. That's what I say. By the way, vote for me. I'm running for uh, my local uh, <laughs> congressional seat. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to run a, a nice campaign. <laughs> <laughs> the anti-government politicians. Yes. Yep. I'm going to dissolve all laws in the country. I'm running the anarchist campaign. That's what they want. Whatever. This is the world we live in. Tax everybody and have everybody fucking aggravated with the government. I like it. 16 ounce sodas. No straws. How do you drink a fucking soda without a straw? Do you think they eliminated those like uh, the soda lids? Maybe you have to stick your fingers in it and absorb it through osmosis. It's an osmosis soda. It tastes so good. (laughs) Get it under my fingernails. We can take pictures of these dice today. Fucking Barry. Dude, he's just, he's falling apart. He's not doing the work that we No, he fucking for. murders a guy and then he just. Cheesy. He may, have, may or may not have murdered a guy and he fucking walks around here like his shit don't stink. Is he still fucking out there watching us creepily? No, nah, I don't see him. The fucking Russian came by and he disappeared. He's probably banging her. Yeah, of course he is. He loves chicks with fucking dentures. And not what I thought you were going to say. But not, no, um, no, 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 no. All right. Yeah, let's get to the gameplay. Gameplay. Let's wrap up this episode like we're wrapping up this campaign. And our careers. And it's all over. Warning. The following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. Is it working? It's working. I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. I would much rather just be sitting on my couch playing Division. 
Yeah, and I haven't even touched that in like a week. Yeah, if we can go fast. <coughs> if we can go fast enough, we might have to get some of that in. I had to bring my kid to a dentist appointment. Oh, uh, that's not good. All right, let's, Just a cleaning. Let's, with haste, we'll move. Yes. Come, Shadowfax. <laughs> Show them the meaning of haste. Okay. Uh, so we did uh, our little recap beforehand. Uh, you're in the... Uh, what are you smoking, by the way? This one is Orlick Golden Sliced. Ah, how do you like it? It's good. I've been on a on a Virginia kick. No, like a Virginia slash vapor kick. For like the past week, I've been smoking that luxury bullseye, that Stokeby one. Yes, and it's been that's been like my my, uh, my car ride tobacco. Good. So. I'm excited because uh, while this while you're listening to this, will probably be several weeks into the future. Mm. Uh, this is the first time we've done gameplay where I have my eyeballs in place, so I don't have to like sit on top of the the GM screen like squinting like what does that all say I can all see it from from a healthy distance so you don't have to make up dice rolls anymore <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, what are you smoking nothing yet I haven't decided yet we're dice and pipes I know okay I know I have a tin there I just uh, just not feeling it today dude mean I'm so out of it <laughs> it uh, didn't help that like for some bizarre reason, I've been in like a life of agony, typo negative mood. That's all I've been listening to. So like I, my fucking, my attitude is like in the shitter. Well, let's let's bring it up by going to the happiest place on earth, <laughs> the 41st millennium. <laughs> uh, so you're in the morgue. You're with uh, Grell. Um, You've just discovered that the the pox walkers that you encountered when you first entered this sanitarium sanitarium uh, are the the members of the deceased in this morgue. Uh, the the head surgeon uh, is Koenig, a dick. Is, <laughs> you are not a fan of. No, he's a dick, I and he's off gallivanting around doing God knows what, trying to find the cure. Uh, I think Bannon is convinced, though, that the guy... Actually, no, check that. I think Bannon is not convinced that he's searching for a cure. He's still sold on the idea that he's partly, potentially, behind. Behind? Like, accidentally? Like, he was maybe trying to figure something out, and he fucked something up, and now he's, like, trying to... Find the cure? Right. Or do you think this is, like, nefarious? With, with his... I feel like I'm talking like an old Jewish lady. Nefarious. Henry is too cold in here. I know my next NPC voice. Yeah, oh, good, good, good. How are you? Your name is Esther. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I haven't formulated the opinion that 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 far ahead yet. I, I don't. Bannon just, and I think it's just based purely on his arrogance. He's right. just an arrogant dick, you know. Yeah. So Bannon doesn't like it because he feels like he should be the only arrogant dick. Well, like the world you came from. You didn't really encounter people like this. No. So this is kind of like a new thing for you. Even like, even like the Inquisitor, he's not a- a- arrogant. Right. He just knows he is what he is. Yeah. Which I guess is different. Yeah, he's more, he appears to be more comfortable in his skin. Yeah. This guy's like that typical, you know, he thinks he's better than you because he wasted his life with eight more years of school. Right. You know. So he's got to justify it somehow. Yeah. All right, so what are we going to do from here? 
We still have uh, Adept Palmer up in uh, up in the Exotic Diseases Ward. Uh, the Tech Priest is still up in the uh, the, the uh, Exotic Diseases Ward, working on a cure, seemingly. And then all these patients. All right, so that's where I'm going to head. I'm going to leave the morgue. You're going to go back up to the ward? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you uh, would you stop by the church at all, or would we just go directly up to? No, no, no. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna head directly upstairs. Okay. I'll go directly upstairs. So, <coughs> when you're up in the ward, the the security gate opens, the little cleansing machines do their thing, uh, and not much has changed. It's still you know you still in the background. You hear two things. You hear the the droning, just re- reciting of numbers. Uh, and you also hear the Imperial hymns kind of blaring softly through the overhead speakers. And they're almost kind of like drowning each other out. Because like these, these patients, they're not yelling. They're, it's very just 2, 30, right. 800. Like, but all of them are doing it. <clears throat> if, if you spend any amount of time in this ward... Are they chanting the same numbers at the same time? No. Are they chanting numbers, random numbers, at the same time? So, for example, if you and I were Are in all the beds one, saying a number, whatever that number is, in unison? Correct. No. So it's like one person says a number, then another person says right. a number. It, uh, it's nearly impossible to hone in on everybody. It's like when you're in a restaurant, you can hear everyone talking. Right. It's one of those things when you look at a table, you know how like the brain works where if you look at a table, all of a sudden you can zero in on the words that they are saying. Right. And everyone else kind of fades. It's very similar to that. If you were to walk into a room and focus on the two patients uh, in that room, you would be able to hear their numbers clearly amongst, amongst the... Uh, okay. But it's clear that everybody, like nobody's really speaking over one another. Correct. On purpose, anyway. Okay. Because you got almost 50 patients in here. So I'm sure there are people speaking at the same time. But it appears as though it's like right. random numbers. Correct. In random sequences at random intervals. Okay. The only thing that's consistent is they're not stopping. So it's not like it would be uh, like they recite two or three numbers and then a long 20-minute pause and they start up again. Okay. Are they are they being kept in a... Uh, by room number, are they being kept in an order by which they're progressively getting worse with the disease? Meaning patient zero is in room 50. And then, you know, working back from that... Or whatever. Patient zero was in room one, and then everybody that they find subsequent to patient zero. Um, that might be a question for uh, tech priest Philanon. Well, I think. Uh, all right. So here, here's what here's what Bannon's going to do. Is Grell with you, by the way? Well, you said yeah. He was up in. He the, came uh, with you back up to the exact disease ward. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. He was down in the. Yeah, in the, yeah because I think Bannon realizes there's really not much to do down in the in the morgue. So it's worth noting, Grell is not comfortable being up here. He's not expressing anything. But you can tell, like, he's kind of shifting his eyes around a lot. He seems to not be too comfortable around uh, with the idea of possibly catching whatever is happening to these people. All right, I think Bannon will uh, attempt to dispatch Grell on an assignment. Okay. So Bannon turns to Grell. Uh, 
Grell, can you do me a favor? Yes. It seems to have both of us here is uh, it's really not helping the cause. I feel like somebody should be keeping an eye on this doctor. Try to find him and make sure, uh, not that I think he's going to, but let's make sure that he doesn't try to uh, flee the, the campus. Of course. Uh, uh, perhaps I just radio you rather than coming to report. Uh, save time, yes? Of course. <laughs> of course. Make sure you wash hand. Yes, I'll sneeze into my elbow. Yes, they call that the vampire sneeze, yes? Achoo! <laughs> and he uh, exits the, the ward, thankfully. Alright, um... Bannon will then turn to, uh... The skull of Genevieve. Oh! OX51. Yes. How big is this ward? There's quite a few... It, right, there's like 50 patients, right? So right, it's got to be pretty big. Uh, there's 49 patients. There's 25 rooms. Um, and they're like opposing rooms to one another in like a long kind correct. of corridor. Okay. Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay. All right. Um, uh, yeah, it's just uh, the listeners came. It's a long hallway. Odd numbered rooms are on the left. Even numbered rooms are on the right. Uh, and then the room at the end of the hallway is room number 25. Which is a patient's room. Yes. Where is the uh, the tech priest? He has a room also in here, correct? Yeah, the tech priest is working in room number 15. Not with the patient. That's like his... Uh... Uh, there's, a, there's a patient in there, yeah. But it's so also no... a makeshift lab. He's not working on those patients. It's just where he set up shop. All right, so room 15 is a makeshift lab where they take patients and bring them into this correct. room. Correct. Okay. So, again, Bannon will turn to X51 and say, uh, just maintain a, a perimeter in this room. Observe. Uh, see if there's anything that you can find in relation to the patients, how long they've been affected, and these numbers that they're uh, cycling through. So you, you wanted to, like, scan the rooms in, in like, perpetuity and just kind of try to collect data? Or do you want her to like actually like perform experiments? No, 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 no experiments. That would be fucking. I don't want to see like weird <laughs> apparatus coming out of the skull. No, I just want her basically to record and then analyze. Okay. Uh, the information. Okay. And then while she's doing that, I step away and I'm gonna head towards room 15. I'm gonna go talk with the tech priest. Okay. Um. Doors open. Yeah. All right. So I just I walk in. He's experimenting on a on a patient. He's uh, at a cogitator uh, with kind of a shitty like microscope setup. Uh, and I know it's been a while since we did gameplay. He's very frustrated because his test results don't seem to add up. So the last time you spoke to him, it was almost like a, I get one step forward, two steps back. Okay. So Bannon steps into the room. Tech priest, anything to report? <sighs> no, unfortunately not. Um, the, these test results are just, they're, they're so sporadic. And just when I feel like I have an answer to the one question, that opens up two more questions, and I'll get an answer to one of those questions, which will which will rebuke the answer to the first question I got. It's, it's incredibly frustrating, and I, I, you know, between you and me, I feel like I'm out of my depth. 
Do we see that as the uh, this virus or disease ages? Is the speed by which it ages increasing? That's the weird thing. Is it seems like these people who are afflicted, they become afflicted, and medically speaking, they do not change. There's no deterioration. The only change is that they're catatonic. So if we were not to medically keep them alive, they would eventually expire on their own, but not due to the virus, due to their lack of taking care of themselves. So in essence, what would happen to a comatose patient? Eventually they would die of dehydration. Right. But if we keep them hydrated and fed, seemingly the oldest patient we have in here is no different than the youngest, uh, time-wise, from from contamination. I, I just want to start killing everybody. <laughs> that's, that's really where my mind is right now. I just want to pull my gun out and just execute. Um. But l- look at these results, for example. So these are the latest blood test results. Now, these blood test results, when they sent them to the lab, they came back, and the blood, while slightly thicker than it should be possibly from the catatonic state it's relatively unchanged but when I got these blood test results back and these ones I conducted myself it appeared that there was some kind of anomaly in the blood but I I couldn't I didn't have the equipment here to exactly detect what was wrong with it so whatever was wrong with this blood once it was removed from the body seemingly it deteriorated and return the blood more or less to normal. Uh, But, I mean, that shouldn't happen. Have we thought about performing transfusions on these patients? They have all different blood types. I mean, that that would take... That would take forever. And I'm not even sure if we transfuse the blood, it might... The body might reject it because now the bodies are so used to this blood that if we put fresh blood in, I'm, it might be irreversible damage. You, you would have to convince uh, the head surgeon on that. But So here's our clues. The numbers. Um, the mixed up backwards test results. Nobody is changing once they get this disease, but it also doesn't, there's no clear path of communication of the disease. It's not like if you touch somebody, you're going to get it. It's not like it's, you're breathing it in, you're going to get it. It's like these people got it, and, and that's it. So what, what, what are these patients' connections? They were all in the hospital? Uh, yes. And Bannon will turn to the tech priest. And what was... What was patient zero? What was he brought here for? Something minor. Uh, I think uh, some kind of injury. Nothing crazy. But our records show that, you know, his his room, his ward, wherever he was, it's not like he had a direct link to anyone else in this room. So every patient in this room has been brought here from a different section of the hospital? Not, not with 100% accuracy uh some people were but there's in the no same direct ward. connection that they were all in the same right not all 49 patients were in the same ward okay 
How about the means by which they were brought here? Originally? Correct. Um, well, uh, Ida Jensen over there in room 12, uh, she walked in, I believe. Uh, Jonathan Hatcher in room 21, I believe he walked in. Um, Sebastian Cole came in via transport. Uh, your friend uh, Ichabod, he came in via a military transport. So it's kind of all over the place. Okay. Uh, at some point while you guys are discussing, X51 will kind of come back in and just report that... Um, their, their health seems to be maintained by the machines, which we kind of already knew. Right. And that there appears to be no rhythm or order to the numbers. But she has cataloged several individual people's reciting of the numbers. And she's determined that it's completely random. From her algorithms, yes. But she has them recorded if you want to listen for any length of time. Um, it's also worth noting that you do have your own tech priest, Cyrus. When he was on Levinus, he also was able to find... He showed that he did have some aptitude with dealing with blood. So that's a possibility. Yeah, because who's, uh, whose fucking body was it that he was experimenting on that... Uh, it was uh, the fucking... Uh, the one whose sister I killed. Yeah. Oops. She tripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> onto a bullet. No, I'm sorry. Neck first onto a knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sideways. <laughs> Standing up. Oh, boy. She was in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. It, it is possible. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Bannon will turn to the tech priest. Uh, may I review your records, your reports? Please, any help I, I would appreciate. All right. So I'll just I'll start grabbing some some files and documentation, or I'll take a look at the, the cogitator, and I turn to X five one. Can you upload these to the ship? Notify the tech priest. Maybe there's something that he can contribute. Yes, of course. So after some time, um, are you looking for anything in particular with these files, or are you looking at them realizing that you don't know how to read them? Like, they might be even be upside down. And you're just like, hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I'll fake it till I make it. Okay. You know, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Right. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> All right. Uh, so after some time, uh, Cyrus uh, contacts you. Uh, m- Mr. Spayburn, uh, I-, I got your information. Um it's going to take me a little bit of time to review this. Is there any way we can get any of these tests to the ship where my equipment is? You want to bring these patients onto the ship? No, no, no. The, the tests. Is there any way that we can withdraw the blood and bring them directly to the ship rather than having the hospital do it? Would you care to do it yourself? I mean, I could... Do you want to come down here or do you want me to have... Sorry. Yep, right through the computer. Um, I, I would prefer to bring the test to the ship. It seems like their instruments or and equipment is woefully incapable of dealing with this. I mean, I'll come there and get it if you want, but that'll take time. No, that's unnecessary. 
Uh, let me see what I can do. Maybe it's up to you, but maybe if you want to bring that tech priest. Yeah, I was just about to say, maybe I'll have this tech priest uh, bring the uh, uh, the samples up to the ship. Okay. Uh, Cyrus, do me a favor. Send Boots to my location. We'll have Boots escort the tech priest with the samples to the ship. Oh, thank God. Okay. All right, uh, so we're just going to hang loose. Yeah, again, I'm going to continue to uh, uh, Bannon's just going to kind of chill in this this makeshift office. I'm just going to observe whatever this tech priest is doing with the subject that's in here right, right. now. Um, All right, so Boots is going to come pick everybody up, bring them back with the samples, with whatever. All right. Yeah. And you'll ask, the, are you going to ask the, test pri the tech priest to extract fresh samples? Oh, of course. Okay. So he's going to yeah, go... Take all of the samples that they can carry. Okay. Extract fresh samples, and then uh, Boots will escort him back onto the ship, and then uh, Cyrus can go ahead and do whatever analysis he can. Okay. Um, for canon purposes. Ever play the NES game Jackal? Where you had the green jeep and you were driving around blowing stuff up. Mm, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. In my mind, okay. Remember those old plastic soldier, the green and tan soldiers? Hell yeah! And they came sometimes with the uh, with the green jeep with the white star on the hood. Yeah. For some reason, I that's what I picture boots driving, and the windshield always like breaks and falls forward. Mm. Uh. I just picture this dirty ass. Oh fuck yes, I remember this game. Okay, yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> I that's what I picture. Boots fly like at an unnecessary rate of speed, just <laughs> laughing like a maniac. Uh, in an, as an orc in this busted ass jeep with like his old rusty fifty cal in the back, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. ripping towards this hospital. <laughs> the security forces of the hospital. <laughs> not they're not going to like this guy. <laughs> not at all. Um, all right. So after, again, it's, your ship is fairly close. It's only like 20, 30 minutes okay. uh, before you get word from Boots that he's out front. Um, he cracks maybe a joke that the security were not too happy with him. So he's just going to wait outside. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's fine. So um, what I'll do is I will uh, I'll escort this tech priest. Two boots. Okay. And then boots can take it from there. All right. Uh, are you going to go back to or are you going to stay? No, at this point, I guess I will go back, right? I mean, there's really not much. All right. Uh, so I'll, I'll radio to Grell and just let him know to, so to we're go all... back. We're going back to the ship. Okay, good. All right. Uh, are you going to, uh, boots is going to drive back? Of course. All right. So, hey, hey, man, how you doing? And the Jeep is just bumping down this road. Everyone's like holding on to their oh shit bars because really, <laughs> like, 30 miles an hour will get you probably. A minute later than doing 90 <laughs> that he's doing for no reason whatsoever other than boots must go fast yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't hear you with all this wind <laughs> the windshield is down all <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what <laughs> we're not keeping all these eggheads are we <laughs> sons of bitches give me a hell yeah and that's the bottom line <laughs> it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, all right, so you get back to your ship, um, and Cyrus and um, the samples will go into the lab. Uh, would you 
go with them or are you gonna just kind of like go to like your mess hall and yeah i'm not gonna go with them okay because again obviously i think i've proven that i have no idea what the fuck is going on here <clears throat> i think um i think this is one of those times yeah maybe i'll grab something to eat and then i'm gonna sit in my uh my trusty little captain's chair yeah and yeah just, and just sit know, there just sit there <laughs> kind of like uh what was that scene at the end of like conan when he's just like yeah. sitting on the throne yeah that that's that's how i look right now okay uh so eventually the door behind you kind of open and uh, Cyrus comes running in. Mr. Spaber, we, we have a problem. A problem. Here's fresh blood samples collected just before you came here. You see these anomalies here and he puts them up on like the hollow screen in front of you. With little you know, like yellow arrows pointing at these. You, you really, uh, I would imagine it's like, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. These are the samples taken from Levinus 7. And he pops up on the screen, and you see the same locations and the same anomalies. Uh, Mr. Spayburn, this this might be Wizard, but this is an advanced stage of Wizard, which means the signal has been sent out. Is there anything else that happened at this place? If by anything else happens means the dead came back to life and attacked the staff at the hospital. Yeah, that, that might be something that happened at this place. That might be the end game for this wizard. This might be what would have happened to Sabatania had we not stepped in and blown it up. Stepped in? <laughs> stepped in? <laughs> Listen, we sacrificed those people yeah, for to nothing. the spirit of the god emperor. For nothing. Here it is again. So, what we thought was contained, obviously, that did not happen. I think we need to get this surgeon. Uh, first, I need to report back to the Inquisitor, if you'll excuse me. No. Oh. Uh, as a matter of fact, but as he walks out, I, I ask him really quick. The only way that you knew what was going on is because you had the prior experience on Levinus 7, correct? If you did not know about that, would these anomalies have stood out to an average tech priest? Um, possibly, but they wouldn't know what they were. I didn't know what it was when I first saw it. Um, okay, so you're basing your information on the fact that you were able to compare it to what you've seen. Right, but not Knowing what was going on with Wizard. The weird thing, here's the sample that he originally took. Remember, he said that he had anomalies. He sent it to the lab, and it came back. It's different blood. Excuse me? The blood that came back was different. In what way? It's not the sample that he sent. So either there was a mistake at the hospital, or it's being hidden. And that's not all. Look at these tests. And he pulls out like a whole bunch of sheets. He's like, you see these here uh, with the enzymes and the neutrons? They're aligned in this atypical pattern but then the report given to him from the surgeon from one of his experiments these are different so at some point the files got swapped this is for patient let's call it two this is from patient nine so not only are files getting swapped but blood is getting swapped too much of a coincidence no I think so that's why I think we need to get this surgeon here so I'm not saying it's him but somebody, somebody in this hospital, I think, is a bad actor. My thoughts all along.
I appreciate your insight, Tech Priest. Thank you, sir. Should I go with you? Yes, I think you should. Okay. Are we going to bring this guy or do we not trust him? Their Tech Priest? No, I think he should be placed in a cell until we figure out what's going on here. Okay. Bannon turns to the tech priest. Again, excuse me for a moment. There's uh... there's one more test I need you to run right over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... I'm, I'm going to contact the Inquisitor. I want his blessing to fucking hammer this doctor. Uh, all right, so... Um, report. It appears the containment of Wizard on Sabatania did not go according to plan. What do you mean? Cyrus, the tech priest, has what appears to have discovered an outbreak of the symptoms of Wizard here at the hospital. Mainly these uh, these patients, starting with patient zero. What about Adept Palmer? Uh, it appears that he is one of the infected. If we must destroy this planet, we will. But I want that to be a last resort. We don't need to encounter resistance. Every time we show up to a planet, we destroy it. However, for the good of the Emperor, Adept Palmer must be destroyed. Yes, sir. Permission to treat the head surgeon as a hostile actor. Keep him alive. Yes, sir. For your information, it appears as though results are being forged. Blood samples are being swapped for fresh samples. How the tech priest did not notice that blood being sent out was different than blood being returned is beyond me. Right now, he is a prisoner on the ship. Um, my plan was to hold him until we can sort out this mess. So you believe that perhaps the tech priest is corrupted, but obviously we believe the tech priest... Uh, the surgeon is behind this. Someone at this facility is behind this. I believe the tech priest might be a little too naive. I can understand the anomalies that Cyrus, our tech priest, had pointed out, but not to understand that the blood samples were different when they were being returned. Very well. Interrogate him if you must. Try to keep the surgeon alive. Understood. I'll report back when I have further information. If you can, bring him to me. Yes, sir. May the Emperor serve. <laughs> and he yes. disconnects, and we're heading to the... Didn't even let me say goodbye. <laughs> He's a little frustrated. <laughs> he is a little frustrated. Uh, going back to the sanitarium. Uh, yes. Who do I leave behind... So I'm going to take the tech priest with me. Yours. Of course. Yeah. And all right. So I'm going to take the tech priest and boots with me. <clears throat> Before I leave, I turn to Grell. And I say, you, you seem... You seem that you might be us... Uh, you seem that, that you might be up for a, a bit of a challenge. Please. Uh, 
interrogate that tech priest, find out what he knows, see if he is involved in this, or if he's just an innocent pawn. When you say interrogate... I mean, at the end, keep him alive. I want to know what he knows. Okay. Good. Can't wait to see the end result of that. All right. I depart the, the ship with my crew. I turn to Boots. We, we don't have to go 90 miles an hour back. You got it, boss. I'm keeping it a crisp 88. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your jackal goes uh, <laughs> flying back toward uh, uh, toward the sanitarium. And uh, you arrive. And things are the way you left it. Um, at this point now, it's pretty much like the, the main hall is more or less cleaned up. Uh, but you can tell security is on edge. Um, very like hyper vigilant. Like they're looking at everybody. They're they're checking everyone. They're constantly doing like perimeter sweeps as you're walking in. Okay, uh, we're gonna head back to uh, the containment ward. Okay. Uh, so the gate opens up. The the sprayers go off, and the first thing you notice is there are no more reciting of numbers. What are the individuals doing? They still look the same. They're still standing and or laying down. There's or? nobody there. There's nobody here. They are. The ward is empty. So I imagine like you walked down the hall. As soon as you come out of the elevator bay, like the first rooms are to the left and right. There's no doors. They're open. So I'd imagine like you walk in like, it's fucking quiet in here. Yeah. And you look to the left, you see the beds are empty. Then you look to the right, you see the beds are empty. And I imagine, like, as you walk in the hallway, like, you're walking faster and faster. Like, fuck. And you probably get, like, halfway before you realize this whole fucking place is empty. This this, this wing. This yes. ward. All right. Um, so Bannon will turn to X51. Uh, access the cogitator. See if there's any information that you can uncover as to where they took these patients. Right away. And X51 goes off. Um... So a few moments later, um, she comes back. Uh, there's no records. This was dedicated for the tech priest, but looking through the logs from the machine spirit, I was able to determine that uh, the tech priest was ordered to stay in this room by the surgeon, and his requests for additional equipment were denied. He was told that because he's in the exact disease ward, any tests he has must be sent out and sent back to him. Uh, through the records that you accessed, uh, where the samples that were taken from these patients, where were they sent to? Uh, the appropriate facilities. So blood samples went to uh, a, a blood an analysis location. Tissue samples went to tissue analysis. Um, so they went to. The, it appears that he sent them to the appropriate places. Okay. Um, now, through her accessing that, <clears throat> is there anything on the record that can determine where the uh, the area where they do the blood analysis is? Yes, all the analysis is all the analyses are done uh, in this building. All right, that's where Bannon's gonna head. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Uh, as 
you go into this location. Uh, I imagine like you ask directions as you get, go along. You follow signs or whatever, and you find these these labs with people working in them. They all appear to be clean, sterile. Um, everyone's wearing the labs like, do. Yeah, all, everyone's wearing like the appropriate uh, like like in some rooms, like especially like the blood analysis room. They're wearing like those white uh, like Tyvek suits with like the gloves and everything like that. Okay. Um, All right. Is um, Boots with you, by the way, or is he staying with the car? No, no, no. I would think Boots came with okay. me. Okay. So, uh, would they even allow us to walk in there if they were all like suited up like that? There's a certain door where you can't no, you can no longer access, but it's all like glass, so you could see in. You can okay. see them working, but like the the door is like sealed. Is there like a uh, like a nurse or somebody outside or security? Yeah. yeah. So Bannon will turn to them and say. Uh, Who's in charge of the, the lab? Uh, Dr. Furfost. Um, room three down the left. I believe she's in there. Okay. I'll take a walk over there. And, uh, you know, as you approach the room, she sees you and she, you know, waves you in. Hi, can I help you? I'm Dr. Furfost. Yes, I'm inquiring. Uh, are you familiar with these samples that were being sent here from the uh, containment ward? What are we calling that? The, the exotic disease. Ward. Exotic disease sounds so sexy. Uh, by the way, not erotic disease. Not well. That that's what I originally thought. I, I call that the boner flu. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that coronavirus porn is now very big on on Pornhub? I think it's like Asian people wearing masks. Okay. Are they time travelers, you think? Of course they are. <laughs> they're wearing masks and they're Asian. Um, exotic disease ward. Uh, let me check. Exotic disease ward? Where's that located? Excuse me? It's located in this building. You, I have... How, I, okay, let me check. Um... I'll even tell her. I'll be like, uh, for example, there was a patient in uh, 7N, room 462. Maybe you can pull up your records on that, on that guy. No. Do, uh, do you have any names? How about... <sighs> he gets all choked up. <laughs> realizing he has to kill his... What would have been a crewmate. Um, Ichabod Palmer. Ichabod Palmer. She starts typing into her cogitator. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I, I guess um, somebody gave you bad information. Ichabod Palmer is registered in the uh, trauma center uh, in the next building over. He came in with uh, some kind of stomach wound, I believe. He's an inquisitor, correct? Correct. Yeah, he's not there. Uh, I just saw him uh, just a few hours ago in a wing of this particular building that we're standing in right now. Do you know when he was moved? Yeah, I heard that. That was crazy. I think the wind uh, blew the door. Ah, uh, yes. When was he moved? He was moved within the past few hours. What I can tell you is that blood samples have been sent to your lab from that wing. And you're telling me that you have no record of it. If somebody sent samples, you didn't send them here. And she kind of spins her uh, her 
her screen around to show you. She's like, we haven't received any samples, especially from this building, in over two weeks. Um, are you sure you have the right information? Maybe I can I can look up uh, the nurse who's handling Mr. Palmer and, and get you over to see him. Uh, yes, please. So uh, she uh, gets a box caster, and you can hear her talking. She's not, from what you can tell, being deceptive at all. And you hear on the other side the person saying, oh, I believe uh, Chief Surgeon Koning is involved, um, but he should still be where he's listed. So she turns to you, she's like, I- I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Um, I can put you in touch with the Chief Surgeon, perhaps. Um, Maybe you could just point me to his office, please. Uh, sure, he's in the main administrative building. If you take the maglev um, just to the next stop in the center of the complex, he, his office is on the ground floor there. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm Again, I'm sorry for the mix-up, sir. That's all right. I hope I, your friend is okay. Yeah, I didn't say anything. I just turned around and I leave. You know, uh, just the whole mission, just resistance, resistance, resistance. You find something very helpful, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too nice. That's my problem. She was a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 on a mission from an inquisitor who wants to blow up planets. Okay, I really I don't have time for pleasantries. <laughs> you know, that's the way he looks at it. Uh, all right, so we're going to his office. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, you head to the office, and the office is uh, after a brief examination, it appears to be empty. Two more episodes? The final oh. countdown. <laughs> so aggravated. <laughs> so aggravated. Nothing brings me more joy. Than and not just angry? in this show, but that's one of the things. But uh, when I, and it's not just here, it's everywhere I go. I mean, you, you've hung out with me long enough. You know that I, every once in a while, I have the uncanny ability to just suck the air out of the room and just everyone just, love it. It's terrible. My easy pass has sucked the life out of me and my bank account. <laughs> like, I've had to pay an extra over like 100 bucks. I'm fucking aggravated by this. That's that's like a solid... I could have bought... You know what whiskey I could have bought for 100 bucks? You could have bought... I could have bought three bourbons or one scotch. That's how disproportionate the pricing is between bourbon and scotch, which is really sad. You know, you can get like three... One bear. Very melodic episode today. Yes, yes. You are. You're full of energy, and I'm full of depression. (laughs) We've been listening a lot. Typo negative. Dude, typo negative and fucking life of agony. I am still amazed, and I think we might have talked about this before, but I had no idea that fucking the singer of Life of Agony. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Yeah, I I know that fucking Peter Steele is dead. Yeah. I, I did, on a side note, the uh, the guitarist, I think I was telling you, but I didn't mention anything on the air. I was watching YouTube videos when I wasn't uh, inundated with Mike Bloomberg ads. I was watching a video on Loudwire, and I forget that motherfucker's name, but the guitarist, oh, what's the name of his band, too? The guitarist of um, Typo, Negative. Typo Negative had started his own band. And it's actually, it's not that bad. I don't know if you've uh, if you've listened yeah, to Yeah, we listened it. to him a little bit. Yeah, so, and that was pretty good. Uh, you know what? That kind of music, I have to be in the right mood. 
Yeah, because it's not it's not like the same it's not in the same vein as typo. You know, it's not like yeah. he went down that same fucking road. And but what I think is cool is that he um he uh he's the lead guitar and sings. Which I always give guys a lot of credit for being able to do that. Like for, like Dave Mustaine. Well, some guys. Guys who actually play intricate riffs or can sing not like a fucking weirdo. Hello, friends. <laughs> Meet the real me. Like, what, what the fuck is going on there? Nice story, Judgment Digest. <laughs> you know, uh, I texted you while I was away on vacation about these tickets to Megadeth and Lamb of God. And I decided not to get in because the seats were fucking horrible. And I'm not going to okay. spend a fucking $200 no. to go to Jones Beach in Long Island. No, um, I'm not doing that. And then I realized, like, I'm not going to spend $100 to see Megadeth. You wouldn't spend $100 to see your, like, uh, boy hit biting. Yes. Oh, gosh. Sweating so bullets. I haven't exalted on my uh, rap. Ah, oh, you dick. Mm-hmm. You can you can you can drink now. I'm not gonna set a fucking cunty timer. <laughs> I know what I'm gonna do from now on. <laughs> that that was pretty good though. Um, so wait, hold on. So the tickets dropped to 100 bucks. So you're just saying that no, even like, your threshold, if it was 100, you wouldn't even yeah. pay it to fucking yeah. see them. Oh, dude, the tickets go up to like four, which is stupid. And and again, and if they're still available, that mean that tells me that like mm, the show might not make it. No, people are buying these tickets. I'm telling yeah. you. Because I went, all shows now seem to be running about two hundred dollars. Like these guys would think that they're like, like, like Billy Joel in his final show yeah. at MSG. Tool, I think, was the first one that I realized that ticket prices had just gone through the roof. Because Tool waits thirteen fucking years to put out an album. They finally dropped their new album, and now they start touring. So I was going to take the wifey, and I'm looking at ticket prices, and they were like two twenty a ticket. Like I'm not paying two twenty a ticket. I saw Tool fifteen years ago. And I think I paid forty dollars a ticket to see them at like the Spectrum in Philly. Right. Like I'm not fucking dropping four times that. That's stupid. Now Five is it still the, the is it still the case that the general admission or the pit is the cheapest uh, yeah, option? 100%. Yeah, it should be. But I think even that's gone up. But for a concert like that, like I don't want to be in general admission. I'm too old for that shit, dude. Yeah. I'm and not- plus, like Tool puts on a show. Like right. I want to be in the seat. I, like I want to watch the show. I'm yeah. not looking to go in the pit and get fucking broken bones. Like I've been there. I've done yeah. that. Like I have no interest in that anymore. Yeah, we know we used to do it. We don't got to prove ourselves anymore. Yeah, no, I'm already fucking proven. I fucking did the pit in Cannibal Corpse, motherfucker. Yeah, I was about to say, I did the pit at Pantera. That was, like, all the guys in that pit were, like, your size. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I never went to Pantera, but uh, craziest three pits. Go. Craziest. All right, Pantera, Propane. That was fucking I don't even know who Propane is. Uh, yeah, they're, like, another... Uh, I used to see them. They're like an offshoot, like a B. I love that propane. I love that propane. No, they, they sing a great song called Make War, Not Love. Uh, oh, oh yeah, cool. you played that song for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, wow, and probably the third one, Slayer. Yep. So yeah. I was going to say Cannibal Corpse, Slayer, Matchbox 20. What the fuck did you just say to me? Did you just say Matchbox 20? Yep. Only pit I ever got injured. Really? <laughs> yep. So <clears throat> Cannibal Corpse, they're notable for the wall of death. Mm-hmm. And they basically split the mosh pit and they just have everyone charge at each other a la Braveheart. Yes. That's uh, cool. Fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I'm a huge guy. Yes. Terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that- not even going to fucking try to fake it. I was like, ha, 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 <laughs> as I'm running. Because like, oh, I'm a large target, you know? Uh, Slayer, the mosh pit continued out into the parking lot 
and people were fucking up everyone's cars. That's that awesome. was fucking crazy. And Slayer wasn't even the, the headliner. Um, I think uh, Fear Factory maybe. Oh, Fear or, Factory. or Mashuga. I can't. Uh, I could see yeah, Mashuga being the headliner for Slayer. Maybe Mashuga. Yeah. Um, fucking crazy. Uh, but Matchbox Twenty, man. Whew. Matchbox Twenty, you got hurt in a pit. Yes. Can Can you just explain that for the listener? I can and I shall. Uh, let me hold on. Let me get the song. I'll play it in the background while I regale you. I'm, I'm sure it's fucking heavy. With this, it's uh, like real, like thrash. Like what's your What's your favorite uh, Matchbox Twenty song? I don't even know what the fuck they sing. Why would you even ask me that? <laughs> they sing music. Please stop it. Uh, let's see. It's a little ditty called 3 a.m. You're fucking kidding me. What? Do you want me to play it? I have it on my phone right here. Why do you have it right there? Because I looked it up on Spotify. Yeah, because guys. I wanted to know what they sang. What's Push? I don't know. So, this song came out, uh, I don't know when. In like the 90s, I think. So, picture it. I'm with my girlfriend. We're in our car. The top is down, hair in the wind, and she wants to go see Matchbox 20. And I was like, all right, let's go. You know, I, I want to get lucky with this girl. So we go, we buy the tickets. I'd rather pay for sex. <laughs> we go, we get the tickets. Now we're in the pit, and they're uh, playing. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. The, sorry, the general admission. Thank you. The fucking and pit. They're playing this song, and it's just all chicks, upset guys, and me. But one guy in front of me that's just staring at the ground, shoegazing, Ooh. leather jacket, long hair, and he's not moving until, and he just starts doing that kung fu shit <laughs> and fucking elbows me right in the eyeball and fucking knocks my ass right to the <laughs> ground. Sometimes I wash away, I believe in. You know the fucking words to this? Yes. You really wanted to get laid. <laughs> fucking elbowed me right in the face parts, and down I went. My eyes swelled closed, and they got him out of there because when I came up, you know, I wasn't this, like, big jolly guy. Like, yeah, I yeah. had, like, a fucking... I was wearing, like, a deicide upside-down cross shirt. <laughs> I fucking get up ready to kill. <laughs> I was I was fit to be tied. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, scariest, scariest moment in a pit. That's Xbox what? 20. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I th- I broke my nose, I think, three times in mosh pits. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. First first and only injury. Yeah. Yeah, one time I went to OzFest. Oh, we'll have to talk about this when we do our retro music. But yeah, one time at OzFest, one time at Propane, one time at this fucking Pantera concert. Just fucking cracked in the nose and all three times ended up in the hospital. Ugh. You know. Now, would you fucking tough it out till the end of the show? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't fucking leave early. Are you kidding me? I don't fucking leave early. Dude. Oh, God, this fucking hurts. You guys rock. <laughs> All three times I left there just... Do, 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 do. I'm broken. My nose. <laughs> <laughs> just covered in blood. And then you get three minutes alone in the ER. Yes. <laughs> three minutes alone. Then I start singing yesterday. Ah. There you go. All Pantera references. All right. So, uh... Whew. To uh, to easy pass. Not so easy, not for me at least. To your big brother. No, no. Wait, wait. Hold on, my big brother or the big brother? Yeah. No, they're they're separate entities. Uh, you pick. All right. To to the big brother. What fuck are you? <sighs> to uh, Matchbox Twenty. 
hardest fucking concert it sounds like you've ever been to. <laughs> Some pit. Dude, and pipes.